0: At TwoBrain, we have over 20 mentors from around the world, from Canada to New Zealand. We interview every single one of those mentors of the TwoBrain team to show you how they got started in their business and how the path has led them to mentoring. These paths that they have all taken are different, but allow you to better understand each and every one of them. Connect with a mentor that best fits you. I've all right, I'm here with Brian Strump. We're on the Mentor Series, and I kind of wanted, of course, to get every single mentor into into brain on here so they can kind of talk about their story. So, welcome, Brian. Thank you. So let's start off uh, from the very beginning. Uh, you started off as a chiropractor and moved to the gym and and kind of that thing. But let's let's start farther back. So uh, let's start with your college years. You went you went to university. Um, and then kind of went from there. How did that go?
1: Yeah. Uh, I grew up on Long Island and I went to school at the uh, University of Stony Brook, which is out in Suffolk County <coughs> on Long Island. And I went there for, uh, I started going there to do physical therapy. At that time, it was what, uh, 1996. And um, I was planning on doing physical therapy. And then somewhere in the middle, I decided, I think I must have found, I think uh, back then, uh, physical therapists couldn't be like, uh, couldn't see the general public without a referral, but chiropractors could. And I felt at that time that they were pretty similar, at least from the outside looking in, pretty similar uh, practices in terms of healthcare. So after my junior year of college there, well, during my sophomore year of college there, I started looking at chiropractic schools. So after my junior year, I ended up uh, <clears throat> transferring. I didn't graduate with a degree from there. I transferred to chiropractic school at Life University in Atlanta, Georgia, or a suburb of Atlanta. <clears throat> and I went there for about two and a half years. Did about, and then I transferred for my last about 18 months to uh, Logan, Logan Chiropractic College, which is just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. I graduated there in two thousand the winter of 2003 with a bachelor of science and my doctor of chiropractic um, degree. And then from there, I moved to Cleveland, Ohio with my wife, and I worked in a large practice. This guy, um, his name was Ken Planbeck, had uh, about 40 or 50 chiropractic offices all over the United States. So that's probably where I learned a lot of – I feel like how business worked right from him because he was super successful in what, in what he was trying to do. I learned a lot from him. I was there for um, four years. I was, had my own individual practice in downtown Cleveland and, uh, he was, he was based in, uh, New Orleans. So he wasn't like near there with the day to day stuff. So I kind of ran everything. Um, in 2008, my wife and I decided to move. We didn't really know where or care where. (laughs) she's from Florida. I'm from New York. The only thing that we agreed upon was that we wouldn't live in Florida or New York. Um, So we looked out to Arizona, California, places in New Mexico, um, Dallas, Houston, all all over the place. Um, She pretty much just didn't want to be cold. So at that point, um, and we went to school in Atlanta, so we didn't really want to move back there Well, we started school in Atlanta. I wanted to go to Washington, D.C., she said, how about the Carolinas? Um, so we came down to the Carolinas one weekend, kind of on a whim, came to Charlotte, just hung out for four days with some friends, not really looking at anything, just kind of like hanging out, going downtown, drinking, eating, having a good time. And we, 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 we liked the cities. So and the following year, we looked a little bit deeper into it and we looked at Raleigh, Wilmington, and Charlotte as three options. So the next year, we kind of took like, a couple of trips, um, out to go to Raleigh, Wilmington and Charlotte. (laughs) And I wanted to live in Charlotte because I kind of was around big older cities. Charlotte's not that, but at least it's a, a bigger city than Raleigh or Wilmington. I'm not really a beach guy. So, uh, in 2008, we ended up moving out to Charlotte. We didn't know a single person out here. Um, we didn't have jobs. If anybody remembers 2008, that was when you could get a house by saying, yeah, I'm going to try to pay for it. And uh, no no joke, like that's literally, they used to have this thing called called no documentation loans. And pretty much what that is, is you get a letter from somebody saying they're going to pay you something and we'll give you a home. And uh, that's what they did. So so we bought a house with no jobs. (laughs) We didn't know anybody and we didn't know anybody. and uh in that path we started kind of creating relationships i found another group who was putting uh this was called chiropractic fitness centers they were putting uh setting up chiropractors in in gyms in global gyms bally's gold's gym peak fitness down here in the carolinas new york sports clubs up on long island and in new york and i was like oh you know these were two boys from Long Island. So we kind of got along and, uh, I started working with them and then, you know, it was, they were good people, but I think I learned a lot of the other things of what maybe not to do in regards to growing a business, uh, compared to my first boss that I worked with. Um, so it was a good dichotomy of like lessons learned from experience and from, from, from the other side. Um, you know, a great idea, but poor execution. And I was with them for about two years. During that time, that was probably like 2000, uh, early 2008. I got introduced to CrossFit through uh, a chiropractic friend of mine that was treating uh, Andy Hendel and Spencer Hendel at CrossFit Charlotte. And he was like, Hey, I think you should try this, this, this thing called CrossFit. So I went over there and, uh, <clears throat> I think I did. Actually, I know exactly what I did. I did um, filthy fifty on some Thursday morning. I didn't. I didn't finish it. Felt like shit for the next three days, and then I probably went back on Monday and was like, yeah, "Take my money."
0: And uh, yeah, that's probably that's yeah. probably one of the the worst workouts to do uh, besides Fran on your first day, since that's just a long, grueling workout.
1: Yeah. It was. It was horrific, and. Um, and I started going, right? And uh it was totally inconvenient, but I like in terms of where I was and where I was working and but I liked it. And I liked the idea of that and it reminded me of playing sports through high school and college. Um and then I started seeing like he would he would refer people to me or he would have patients, you now he would have clients that would say, like, hey, my back hurts, what do you think this is? Or he'd have new people that would come in and say, My knee hurts, what do you think it is? And correctly he would say I have no idea. We finished the filthy 50. I, I kept going back there and I, and I liked it. And then I started seeing that, the that, that the coach was referring or recommending people, you know, come see me or come talk to me if they had injuries. So I was there for about a year and I was like, you know, this would be a good, yes, I started talking, like, this would be a good thing to have together. This was 2000 and, you know, late 2008. And I started talking to the owner about like, you know, maybe there's some space I could rent or move my office or something like that. We were about three miles apart. And, um, you know, for a couple of reasons or another, we just couldn't make it work, right? We'll mm-hmm. say that. And so, but since that point, I was like, okay, let me see how this, what's this CrossFit thing? How does it work? How do you open one? So I started researching that. I started getting <clears throat> getting on the message boards or find the message boards. And then once I got there, I was like, man, okay, this is like, it's not just this guy. Like, I didn't even know CrossFit was for all I knew, it was just like his own little thing, right? And then, you know, I went and found out about the certification course. I was maybe doing CrossFit for like a year and went and got certified at at CrossFit Charlotte in 2009. Then I just kind of like, and I told my wife, I was like, hey, listen, I want to move. I want to close up this place. It's about half an hour away from our house. I want to open up a place that's the doctor's office and the gym. And at first she's like, what are you even talking about? Right? Like what gym, (laughs) you know? And she's like, oh, you mean that warehouse that you go to? (laughs) I was like, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know, like worst case. And I remember distinctly saying like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Like we'll have some equipment and we'll never have to have a gym membership again.
0: And yeah, like spot on. I, I think I that, did the same thing when I opened mine. <laughs>
1: like that, like that was legitimately my argument. <clears throat> and then I started scout, and then I started driving around to some uh, some gyms. Right at that point, there was only one other gym in Charlotte within like twenty five miles of us. So I went. <clears throat> I didn't talk too much to the one across the Charlotte, but I went to to a different one, uh, Ultimate CrossFit. I went out to Wilmington and talked to some people, and then I just kind of scoured that message board. Every single day, and took notes from like, I mean Andy Petronak, Doug Chapman, Skip Chase, like old school people. Oh, that were, yeah, they were the people that were open then, right?
0: And yeah, exactly. I'm um,
1: just kind of learning, and then I found Chris's stuff in like 2010, and I remember distinctly trying to figure out how am I going to open this <clears throat> this business. And there wasn't really much help out there that I was aware of, right? And I started writing like this fake business plan and it's all crap. Like nobody writes a business plan. That's like, I'll probably fail in three years and then my revenue will dip. And I started writing it, and I was like, like, it's just like a make-believe story. And I got to the end for that amortization chart. And I was like, Oh, there's no way I'm doing this thing. <laughs> like, I'm just not like a little itty bitty numbers person. Right. I just yeah. couldn't, I could not bear to do that. And I was talking to my wife and she's like, well, you know, there's this guy where I work that seems rather successful. He retired. He moved over here from, uh, from San Diego and he used to own some businesses. Maybe, uh, I'll reach out to him and see if he'll get talk to you. So I sat down and spoke with him. I, he, he was already, you know, he, he, he knew what we were doing, but really that's about all he knew. And didn't know what CrossFit was, but was active and working out with a trainer. So I sat down with him a couple of times and we just discussed it. And I was like, listen, I was like, Dave, I don't, I'm not going to do this. Like, I can't. This is like, he's like, well, you know, you really only need this if um, you need to go to the bank to get money. He's like, you need to go to the bank to get money. And I was like, well, I mean, that would be, you know, money would be nice, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I need to go. He's like, well, then do you have some credit cards? You know, you could open a business card. How much cash do you have? Blah blah blah. I said, yeah, I could probably swing it. You know, it's, you know, a risk, but I guess, you know, and uh, he's like, then I wouldn't write it. I would just put the equipment on a business card, open up a business account and see whatever you get and put the money on there. And that's like, you know, as scary as it sounds, even saying it now, that's what I did. All right, We opened, I paid my outfit. I think I split it with the landlord, maybe like $20,000 each for my outfit. I took out a loan for my x-ray machine. I took out a $55,000 loan for my digital x-ray machine. Um, I took out a $20,000 loan for some, for chiropractic equipment. And I put $11,200 on a maxed out personal credit card for gym equipment. And I had um, like, $3,750 total between the two bank accounts for the gym and the doctor's office. And in uh, April, 2010, we just kind of winged it, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's almost surreal. Like when I told, when, 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 when I say it out loud, right. Because I, I, don't even know now if I'm dumb enough to do that again. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and You know, uh, we we signed a three-year lease at this this place. I hired, you know, I was talking to different people. I was like, I needed trainers. I had to coach the, I had to be the doctor in the office. At that point, what I really thought was going to happen was my, what I was like, well, you know, if the gym covers our rent, then everything else would be profit. And that's, that was, again, like just, you know, thinking, I was like, oh, if this, if this, the gym could just kind of cover some expenses, that would be great. I hired, I hired, I hired hired three coaches that all had more experience than I did in coaching. I hired a girl to work the front desk with me and we just started. Um, you know, we, we, we started with a bunch of people that we, that, that, that we kind of met in like random different places. So we started with like 13 members and about, uh, nine months in, we were in a 40, it was a 40 by 40 warehouse, 40 40 square foot by 40 square foot warehouse. We, uh, you know, that doesn't include closets or any space or a desk or anything. Um, so we, we moved in there after about nine months, we cut a hole in our neighbor to, uh, to, to one side into a 15,000 square foot, two story place that wasn't going to be conducive to long-term growth, but my landlord let us, you know, rent it, you know, month to month. So we did that. And then, uh, after about four months, a business came in and rented out that whole side and then i was like oh shit what am i gonna do now and then i ended up renting out imagine like a warehouse like a like a strip like a strip mall of like warehouse space like shipping and receiving spaces i rented one unit on one side and then about 100, 100 meters away on the other end cap i rented that one. Oh wow so we would like roll weights back and forth we kept all of our weights in one But the other space had it was still two stories, still not conducive to long term growth, right? In terms of the work, in terms of the work that would needed to be, it would have been thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars to like outfit and destruction and and for whatever we wanted to do. So it was another short term kind of plan. But my landlord let me let me do it, Um, and uh, so that was what we did. And then eventually, it was like, this sucks. You know, yeah. it was. We did it for four months, and then about eighteen months in total. From when we started in two thousand and ten, I started looking for space, and we found the space that we're currently in now. Uh, we must have driven past it a bunch of times, and found this space where we currently took over. It's uh, two thousand. Where we're currently now, we've been here for uh, since February two thousand and twelve. It's um, twelve thousand square feet. The doctor's office is two thousand. It's still just me a massage therapist and uh, and a front desk admin you know, person. And then the gym is 10,000 square feet. Um, so, we you know, we, we bid off a little bit more than we could chew in terms of size-wise. But the rent and dollars was all that I really cared about, you know. So, it wasn't more than I could afford, but it was more space than we needed. Yeah. Um, which was more important, like, to me in terms of a risk. So... <clears throat> We moved in there in, in uh, February 2012. We've been there ever since. There's been some times that, uh, you know, three and a half, four years ago, I bought 1.6 acres and we were looking to build, and then it had no bad soil, it had no public sewer system, so all sorts of additional costs that were associated with it that we ended up backing out of, and now we're kind of back in that search pattern. I've got two years left on my current lease, um, and we're looking for it again. But um, to kind of circle back in my story, in 2012 is kind of how I met, got introduced to Chris. In uh, 2012 at the Games, I was talking to Vaughn um, <coughs> Vernon out in California. I had him with insurance, the affiliate Guard, since day one, since 2009 when I signed up with him, 2010. And I was like, hey, you know, um, we're doing good, but I'm sure there's stuff that we could do better. Um, what's out there? And at that point, like John Birch was the only person that was out there. And just um, nothing against him, but our personalities probably wouldn't have gelled very well, just from what I would see. So um, he's like, oh, you should go talk to Chris and Clay at, at, uh, at, at 321 Go Business. <clears throat> so I walked over to their tent. Uh, that day, I think I signed up for a new website in 2012 with them and then started like the mentoring process that Chris was the person that I was always working with. Right. And that's kind of how that whole piece started back in 2012 when I finally like started talking to him and started getting help from uh, people that actually were doing something similar to what I was doing and that, that like were somewhat relatable, not necessarily in like the doctor or like the the office and gym setting, but just um, business wise, you know. And I think since then, like I've like the, the trajectory of our business and my interests and stuff like that have um, really really changed. Terms like not just not how we run things. Right? Obviously, those things would improve, but just like outlooks on things, everything from like personally to business to mindset has been a really, a really, really wild ride from, you know, certainly 2010 when we opened, but even certainly I think like bigger and bigger and greater growth steps from that, like 2012 and, 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 and and onward.
0: Right. So after, after all of this, after all the moves, um, you get a mentor, you get Chris, um, And then he made the transition into building his own company with two brain here. And what, um, what kind of led you after getting so many years of mentoring from him, uh, what kind of led you to becoming a mentor at two brain?
1: You know, I, I, I always wanted to do something like that. I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. But like all those years on the message boards, You know, I was getting so much help from so many people way back when. I mean, I had legal pad after legal pad filled with drawings and notes from people that didn't know. If I walked in front of them, they wouldn't know who the hell I was, you know, but just like willing to help. And at that point, I didn't even know if it was good advice or bad advice, but it was still their time. And then I felt like I would pay it forward sort of because I felt like our business was growing and I was doing the same thing on those message boards, right. Trying to help whoever was asking questions. And, um, when, when, when I started working with three, two, one go, you know, he's slowly had a couple of mentors, right. And I was still working with Chris for a long time until he fired me. Um, (laughs) from, 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 uh, from, from our monthly calls. But I was, um, <clears throat> I was, I was slowly kind of working there. And the funny thing is like a lot of people were surprised when they said, Oh, Brian's going to start mentoring because I think they felt like I already was, was one. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know, not that I ever cl- said that I was, but I don't know. I just was trying to be helpful the way that others were, 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 were helpful for us in, in growing. And then, I kept seeing, you know, I remember him bringing it up to me maybe two years ago and like a plan, like a future plan, maybe one year we were doing our annual plan on one of our calls and like timing just wasn't right. Like I wanted to do it, but I just didn't have, it was chaotic. I probably had a three-year-old at the time. I'm not exactly sure what my wife was doing at that time. It wasn't what she's doing now. For 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 one reason or another, I I listened and I heard and I liked what he said, but I knew I just didn't have the like the bandwidth to take on anything else, right? And yeah. I, and I felt like the quality of stuff that he delivered, I didn't like. I, I I it was very high, and I wouldn't have been able to kind of like half-ass it, right? And I certainly didn't want it to get to the point where he's like. Hey, Brian, like this is worth a shot, but it's really not working out for us. You know, like, yeah. I, I didn't want that. <clears throat> and so then, you know, maybe a, a, a year later, he brought it up again, or maybe I brought it up to him and I kind of rearranged some stuff. My schedule became a little bit quieter. Um, and the two brain business just started to explode and grow. Right. So I'm guessing, you know, he maybe just also needed, you know, a, additional help. And then. When he asked me, I was super excited to do it. Like the the process was great. Um, Watching how other people do it is a learning experience. And even just now, like helping these gyms, it's just, it makes me appreciate what we have, not just in my gym, but just like in the group of gym owners that are into brain, you know, in terms of like a sounding board and people versus all the other nonsense that's out there in and out of like, the gym, like micro gym niche or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> but I keep learning from, from helping the gyms. And it's such a wide variety of need that they have. Right. Um, from, you know, it's not like, well, at first when I started, I was like, okay, you know, most of these gyms are going to be having revenue of this. And then I talked to some gyms and they're like, my like, holy good Lord. And then when I ask that question, it's like, what are you here for? And they all have their different reasons about why they're here for it. It reminds me the first reason why I sought out help wasn't because we were, you know, days or months away from not paying our rent and going bankrupt, but it's like, we're doing what I think is well, but I know we could be more efficient and do this a hell of a lot better and serve a lot more people and help a lot more people and grow my staff to get them to being this being their, their only job. And, um, that's, that's what's kind of most enjoyable about helping the gyms now is it's, it's like no calls ever, you know, while, while, while I'll have a template for a call, no call is that like, no, no, no call is just like any, any other one. And it's kind of keeps you on your feet, keeps you thinking, keeps you sharp and, gives you other perspectives of other people and what's going on in two ways. One, like the grass isn't always greener, right? And then also like when you think the sky is falling, it's not really, you know? Um, So I I, I really enjoy that. And then the greatest part is obviously the, well, not obviously, but like the texts and emails and messages that you get when, some of these gyms really, really make turns to supporting themselves, supporting their family, paying themselves, hiring staff and creating jobs and changing life. Like that's, that's the best part of, of, of it all, right?
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, getting those... Even getting the emails of somebody's going through a difficult time with their business and you're trying to uh, set them in the right path yeah. and get them in the right mindset and they succeed um it just it it really kind of cool. gives you that that authority of um i can really help more people
1: yeah like i feel like we've been through it's been a short decade you know 15 years total that i've been like out trying to figure out doing my own thing but really less than a decade of doing this stuff with the gym and business totally on my own and i can only imagine what 10 more i'm 40 now i can only imagine what when i turn 50 in terms of knowledge and help and past and things that happened that you could share. I feel like there's so much stuff that I've dealt with, right? Good and bad and dumb things that I've done and smart things that, that worked out and risks that we've taken um, and just changes in mindset. They're like, man, if I, if I could keep thinking like this and moving along like this with this idea and this mindset for another five years, another decade, how much greater can things be, or how much greater can growth be? Not just for me, but whoever I'm helping,
0: um, grow. Yeah, you know. Do you uh, do you feel like this path that has led you from? I mean, switching your majors <clears throat> in college to moving all over the U.S., uh, trying to find out where you guys wanted to be uh, for the rest of your lives, basically. Um, do you feel like this has has kind of built you to be a better mentor uh with the businesses that you do mentor currently?
1: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, if 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 everything was easy, right, I, I feel like I can identify with a lot of people based on a lot of different things that we've gone through. I feel like that's the same for, you know, I was brought up in like middle class suburbs on Long Island, right? So I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't worried about wearing a jacket in the winter or shoes on my feet, but if somebody had that, what was raised like that, they would also have a different way and a different like a, a, a different outlook on different things and way to support and see things from a different lens when they're helping a business or when they're going through a problem. But it's still the same, you know. It's the same idea and the same struggles, whether they're personal struggles or things that I've dealt with personally that I can relate to somebody or financial struggles. Or business or family or whatever it is, I feel like all of those struggles, if you can get through them and learn from them, and I'm not just still repeating the same thing, I'm making the same silly mistakes, which I certainly do, right? But hopefully, eventually, we learn that lesson to pass on to whoever we're working with to save them the time, money, and heartache of going down that same path. And I think. The best teacher is, unfortunately, experience, right? Because I feel like if somebody told me everything I should have done when I started, I wouldn't be nearly as beneficial to others as I am right now. I mean, I I, I, didn't mean to sound like I'm super beneficial to people right now, but if I had everything easy, I wouldn't be able to relate to somebody or if I never had to make a difficult decision because everybody told me what to do and it was always the right turn to make, I wouldn't be able to maybe have some empathy to others when they're going through some other things or being able to help others through a struggle that they might be dealing with. If that makes
0: some, sense. yeah, that makes, yeah, definitely that makes sense. Um, do you feel like you've learned from your mentees, the gyms and uh, business owners that you currently mentor?
1: Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I, um, I, mean, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that I think my my biggest fault is is getting complacent. I think that's, that might be, you know, a lot of other people. There, you know, I'm not worrying about when the rents due or my mortgage payments due or my car payment or I hope everybody's payment goes through. You know, so at some point, um, we're at we're, we're at a place where we're where we're comfortable. We always want to do better, but um, but but we're comfortable. So. Having those difficult conversations probably get put off a little bit longer than they should, right? Making some changes in the gym get put off a little bit longer than they should, because so the members are happy and they're comfortable, and the coaches, for the most part, let's say they're happy and comfortable. My my, my home life and relationships are happy and comfortable, so I don't think about like pushing the envelope too much. And then when I'm, you know, sometimes I'll tell a gym owner, you know. Look, this is what you're going to need to do in order to kind of write this ship. And then they text me like, Brian, you'll never believe what happened. This guy, he came in for a goal setting session and now he's paying, you know, he's doing personal training. We've never even sold personal training. I don't even have it on my website, but I just told him we do personal training and he did it. And he's like, here, take my card. And I didn't even know what to do to charge it. You know? And then I'm like, and then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why don't we do goal setting sessions like regularly? right? Like this guy just made an extra, maybe five to $10,000 in a year. If this person stays with it, I'm telling him what to do. I'm telling him the importance of it or, or, or meetings with your staff or whatever it is. And then I hear like, these are things that Chris or somebody else must've been telling me for five years. Right. But then I think something switches when, I'm help when I'm telling somebody, and they're telling me, "Yeah, this worked." And then it's like, "Okay, guys, we need to do this right." And, and, and learning stuff like whether it's technology stuff, which is a huge weakness of mine that I, that I learned from, but even just like implementing strategies that if I'm if I'm a little if if if, if I'm getting comfortable with where we are, and We're bringing on new stuff, let's say, through the incubator or through programs to mentor people and things change. And I'm a little bit slow to kind of do it. Just like, oh, man, change. I got to rock the boat. I'm going to have to deal with some members, blah, 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 blah. I'm just not going to do it right now. And then I teach somebody how to do it, right? Because I know it's the right thing to do. And I know it could really be beneficial but I'm just in a position where like my back well, isn't against the wall right then to make that decision. And then they come back and say, my God, you know, this was great, man. I wish I was doing this from when we first opened. And then it's like, and then I'm thinking, yeah, I need to start implementing these, these things. Yeah. I hope, I, think, I hope I'm not the only person that says that,
0: but uh, no, I, I've, I've done that exact same thing. Um, I think one of the, one of the good ones that I, the stories that I have is, uh, one of uh, the gyms I mentor brought up, um, we do a, a wad and wine event for the ladies. Um, and then we were doing a wad and whiskey right. and I thought that was, it was the cl- most clever name I could come with yeah. at the time. And, uh, one of the gyms, uh, has been doing a program or a, a meetup like that at the gym for the members <clears throat> for a long time. And he calls it Brews and bros. Right. And I thought that was an amazing name to use. Um, because that to me makes a lot more sense. It, it makes, it's, it's a little bit more masculine, um, than just wad and whiskey. So it's not just like wad and wine. And it's, he, I mean, he explained everything that he does from start to finish and it's, it's set up a little bit differently than wad and wine. And I'm like, that's amazing. Um, I'm implementing that now. Yeah. And then even, even some systems that, that Jim Jim's put out that I mentor that, um, I never thought about some, I mean, some of the small stuff with, uh, Client nurturing, and I mean, just all around, uh, they're good processes. But uh, we still learn from from those gym owners. Oh yeah. So with with that, um, if if somebody is out there that is that is looking for a mentor, whether it's Two Brain or not, um, what would you say? That's the one thing that people should be looking for uh, when they're considering a mentor. You
1: know, <coughs> I used to th- I used to think. Was that the mentor needs to be in your, you know, like walking the, like doing exactly what you're doing, right? Um, but I think the more that I learn about business in general, right? Um, like it, it's nice, but it's just, I think it comes down to any kind of coach, right? Like Belichick wasn't a great football player, right? Glassman wasn't a fantastic Crossfitter. But if they could still, I think they need to be able to at least be relatable and get you to take action. Right. And if you're talking just like business mentorship, I think a lot of people lack like the gent, like when, when when I start talking to, to people now, like outside of the CrossFit profession to do mentorship, they feel super comfortable. Like, let's say specifically like a chiropractor or a physical therapist, they feel super comfortable when a client walks into their doors and says, I just had shoulder surgery help me or my knee hurts. They, they, they feel confident in what they could do there. But I think a lot of businesses that aren't doing well are like, like business, like just comes down to like business principles and understanding that and teaching that and making sure that whoever you work with is teaching you like principles that have stood the test of time, Mm you know, and not just like, Oh, and it's one thing to say, oh, we're going to write this ship. we got to plug this hole to get you to be able to pay rent on Monday. But long term, you know, I think them, I think making sure that the mentor is, is teaching principles and things that are, that, 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 that have been for, are, are around for, you know, a hundred years. I, I, the, the stuff that we're talking about here has been around for years and years and years and years and years. And years and it's not just like a quick fix to try to bring in revenue and they don't just look at, at revenue as the as the problem solver right like more more dollars more patients more more more, more clients because most times that's not the long term answer to some business's
0: success yeah yeah, right. yeah i agree with you on that
1: so yeah so i think just looking at not you know not looking at like you, you, I wouldn't want my mentor to say, Oh, here's the problem. You're a plumber and you need more money. You need more clients or you're a, you're a gym. You you know, you you need more money. We need to find a way to get more members. Like like, you need to dig in a little bit and solve the problem and ask the, ask the proper questions to to what's causing the problem first, before you start spitting. If they're starting to spit out answers about how they can help you and they don't even know, what's going on inside of your business. I would take that as a red flag that they probably treat every single client the same exact way when that's really difficult to, to, to do.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. I appreciate you jumping on here, being able to share your story with the audience. Um, if uh, somebody does want to contact you uh, about mentorship or about Two Brain or really just about business in general, um, what's one way they can reach out to you?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I got my Two Brain email is uh, brian.strump at twobrainbusiness.com. And our uh, website for, the, um, for our facility is liveactive, as L-I-V-E, active, A-C-T-I-V-E. CLT or charlotte.com. And so, uh, either one of those places should be able to contact us and see, and get some more information.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. I greatly appreciate your time and, uh, for you being able to jump on here and, uh, can't wait to hear from, uh, more stories from you. Thanks. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do drop a like to the episode, share with a friend. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how, what you think. If you hated it, let us know if you loved it even better. See you guys later.